7 o'clock. Good morning, Pyle. How you doing? Jim Davis along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. So, uh, busy show this morning. Chance for you to get qualified for the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway. Table for six, 50 wings out of Buffalo Wild Wings for Sunday's big game. As the Kansas City Chiefs square off against the Washington Command. No, I mean the San Francisco 49ers. Adam Schefter still trying to figure out exactly who's representing the NFC. No, I'm just just giving Shefty a little grief today. Well, you bit. know, be careful. He's tired. He's carrying the league's water. It's true. He was one of the invited reporters to the NFL infomercial yesterday. I just... I like Adam Schefter. The story about him... It's an it's an intriguing story about his his wife whose husband died in 9/11 helped to raise their kid his stepkids I mean he's an he's an interesting guy he's a workaholic but he's his reputation's kind of taken a hit here the last few years hasn't it Yeah with some of the Bruce Allen stuff you referenced the emails that came out during the whole John Gruden thing that I get it, I guess, that you at some point you have to to embed yourself, so to speak, or get in bed mm-hmm. with, with some people to get to get the dirt. I guess do we do we hold him to the same journalistic standards as as we would have previously? Journalism, journalism has become a very, very broad yeah. kind of description now of what people do. I mean, do you do you consider yourself a journalist? Not really, because I don't take myself that seriously, I guess. That you, and I don't really, like we don't break news. We report on a, news, on occasion, which is different. On occasion, we break stuff. Right, but we're not... Or local stuff. We're but not no. investigative reporters. No, it's not. we're not constantly on the phone you know, tracking down information. And our scoops are relatively minor compared to the NFL. Yes, important, you know I mean? to, important to people here. Important to people here. But not... But, yeah, nothing of the magnitude... Uh, of something breaking the NFL, I mm-hmm. totally agree, and I and I and I feel the same way. I think at times you put the journalist hat on at times, yeah. but I, I look at us we're broadcasters. That's mm-hmm. what we do. And do we try to have journalistic integrity? Sure, we try to be factual. Yeah. We try to be fair. But also, this is an opinion show. It's three hours of opinion, far mm-hmm. opinions, of your opinions as well, pile. And so it's it's a lot of that, too. It's not, this is all, we're not Jeremy Schapp. Right. We're not the late Dick Schapp, his father. We're not, we're not those guys. We're not 
We're not Bob Lee, the late Bob Lee. We're not those guys. Bob Lay, I mean. From ESPN? Yeah. He died? Yeah, he passed away. When? It's, I'm showing him still alive. Oh, I thought he passed away a few years Bob ago. Lee? I no? thought he passed away a few years ago. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I stay corrected then. Well, I guess I'm the one today. Usually that's me killing yeah. people. Not that he passed away a few years ago. Okay. No. I, I stay corrected. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad he's still alive. Yeah. Who is the ESPN studio host that... There was somebody that died. Did they drown or something? Oh, that was long ago. Um, the, one of the original Sports Center guys. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was Bob Lee, but... No, I'm I'm with you. I know who that is. I don't remember their name right off. First, I thought I was saying his name wrong because you're looking like what? Like I think it's Bob Lee, but no, that well, was uh, somebody. That was. I'm glad he's still alive, but, yes. but people. But like, I know what you're getting. At. But people like him, that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. That it's a big part of what they do. It's it's they are journalists. They right. they dig for the story, and that's not what Schefter does. Do we give him more grace on something like that? I don't know. But anyway, he is I, def- definitely, he definitely shills for the NFL. Right. And that's the thing I think that kind of bothers me the most is the blatant carrying of water, right? Like we don't give someone good coverage because they give us scoops. And that's the thing that bothers me is the fact that you know, one, and he seems very robotic and uncaring about when things happen to people, right? You know, and it just kind of, that that also bothers me a little bit. But also the, well, I mean, the league's doing great business. Well, <clears throat> yeah, they tell you that they're doing great business because they know you're not going to ask them any tough questions. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. Things have never been better. And for me, the way it's going right now, I would have hated to have been invited to that press conference yesterday because that means the NFL does not see me as any sort of threat or as any sort of reporter they need to be worried about when it comes to breaking news and finding facts and truth and the whole thing, right? Anybody that did not get invited is either too small for the NFL to care about or too dangerous to the NFL. And we'll we'll dive into some of the the comments from yesterday's press conference and around the NFL. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. Also, it was media night last night at Allegiant Stadium. At the same Stadium. time. At the, also. Which, that's a good call by Raj what, to what, avoid what any a, tough what questions. A, what a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, what a coincidence. It's weird how it worked out that way. Yeah, no kidding. The NFL, a scheduling machine, puts the commissioner's press conference the same time as one of the Super Bowl teams is there doing their media obligation. Hmm. Yeah. Weird how that worked out. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Very interesting. All right, so plenty of talk about the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, which we'll have on the team. 49ers and the Chiefs rematch Super Bowl 54. And um, starts at noon, kickoff at 4.30 from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Right here on the Team Sports Network. All right, so we have a lot to get to, the pro- get to on the program this morning. Chance to get qualified for a Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway. Also today, we'll have Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema. Uh, I was going to go to it last night, didn't get a chance to get there. 
that Monday nights now at the Mesa Theater, mm-hmm. they have a indoor driving range. If you want to try disc golf, try like a, a driving range kind of thing indoors. Yeah. We have a cold one. I think sign ups at six thirty Monday nights. It starts at seven. Uh, Rock and Matt are putting this on with Triple Play Records, which is right next door, obviously mm-hmm. to to the Mesa Theater. So you can go down there and check that out. Every Monday night, registrations at 6, 37 o'clock. They have prizes and things like that. So uh, it's a good way to go down and see, uh, learn more about disc golf if you yeah. want to get into it and uh, hit the indoor driving range at the Mesa Theater. Mm-hmm. See what it's all about. Pretty cool. All right. So uh, we have Mav Day coming up later on. We'll talk with Chris Hanks. The baseball season for Colorado Mesa starts next week, next Thursday. So that's a home uh, slate. Yeah. So uh, it's fast approaching for the Maverick baseball team as far as the home schedule goes next week. And uh, we'll talk with Chris Hanks uh, coming up uh, later on this morning. Also uh, this morning as well, uh, we'll have uh, Mike DeGeorge. So Mavericks actually start this weekend. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Florida Southern. They're at Florida Southern. And then remember Rollins College and they came here last year? Mm-hmm. Battle of nationally ranked teams. Well, Here Mavericks, we go again. Mavericks are eighth. Rollins College is 15th. Yeah. Mavericks will have uh, three games with Rollins College along with Florida Southern College as well. And then, <clears throat> and then back here for the leadoff weekend presented by Courtyard by Marriott when they take on Montana State Billings on the 15th. So, uh, But we'll talk with Chris Hanks, Mike DeGeorge, and also Taylor Wagner. And it's Mav Day brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer. So that'll be coming up later on this morning. All right, 710. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. So today for pole dancing, and we always love to get your, your comments on this. So top five impact players in the Super Bowl. But also your five favorite Super Bowl foods. We're going to take wings off the list. Yeah, non-wing category. Yeah, because... Wings are going to win. We all love wings. What's not to love? Mm -hmm. And so we can all pretty much unanimously agree on wings. Yeah. So what about deeper down the roster, though? What's your go-to when it comes to snacks for the big game on Sunday? Now, question. Sure. Are chips chips or like a Doritos... And then a tortilla chip with some sort of dip is a separate ranking. Because this could completely throw my rankings into chaos. Uh, Are we counting chips? And is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or is is that like wings? Are Are chips, like if I have Doritos and then tortilla chips, is that chips or are those two different chips? See what I mean? A, a Doritos as opposed to just a regular tortilla chip? Yeah, like no. can those be a two separate? No, they're to me they're they're in the tortilla chip family. One is flavored, one is not. Okay, what about Lay's, like a Ruffles, potato and chips, Doritos, or potato chips? Okay, so chips are chips. Chips are chips. Okay, tortilla so chips are what tor- I was. Tortilla right. chips are tortilla chips. So I've got a top one now <laughs> due to this. So we'll have to. You know what? It could be whatever. Out. I'm not gonna. Think, well, I'm gonna get nitpicky about. That's why I was asking. I was trying to, you know. We both tend to overanalyze things. Yeah. Don't overanalyze it. It's okay. Whatever you have, go with that. I'm very particular about my chips. Okay. Go with that. I don't, I'm, whatever, Mm -hmm. I don't want to blow your thing up, so just keep it the way it is. 
Unless you feel we have to need, fill this out with vegetables. Unless you need, unless you have a burning desire to blow it up and start over. Not really. Because you're because you're under, way too much work. You feel like oh well, yeah. Are they chips? They can we put them in the same category? No, mm-hmm. don't. That's why I was asking. No hang, no hand wringing about this. Don't mm-hmm. you know, wipe the sweat off your brow. It's okay. Sometimes we we lump together to make a more of a variety. Yeah, I, I tend to view like Doritos and just tortilla chips as tortilla chips. Gotcha. Doritos should probably be in their own category. Naturally. It's a food group. Not, not even but, its own category like, of chip. But like Ruffles and Lay's, I mean, they're, they're potato chips. Mm-hmm. Different purposes, though, really. Different purposes. The Ruffles have ridges. Yeah. That's more of a vehicle. It's a delivery device. Yeah. It's more of a sturdy, solid delivery mm-hmm. device. Lay's handful at a time. Lay's are, are, are delicious, but they're not a they're not a sturdy chip. No, they're not really a delivery device. They're oh, I'm gonna just okay, I'm, straight. I'm gonna say something controversial oh, today. Okay, Pot- potentially Pringles, the most overrated potato chip ever made. Extremely overrated. When I was a kid, they they marketed the crap out of them. Couldn't wait to get that can, mm-hmm. a can of potato chips. And I'm going, man, these are pretty flavorless. <laughs> Compared to Lay's, they kind of suck. So new, they changed them, and they may say they don't, because I haven't done this research. Pringles have changed here in the last however many years, and not for the better, because you don't I haven't had change Pringles in years. I am a Pringles fan. I do. I like the uniform shape. The can you can stick it in a pocket and don't have to worry but about. See, that's one of the things I love about potato chips. There's there's not uniformity. It is. It's crazy. It's chaos. Yeah. It's chips or chips, and they look all kinds of different ways. And I, I understand the pouring of the crumbs into your mouth, though, like a fried. That container. is a plus. That is yeah. a. That's one of the few pluses of Pringles. Don't I, just I shake agree. A bag. Yeah, I agree. That's that's one of the few pluses, but I, I just find them to be a fairly flavorless potato chip. Filled all the way to the top, though. That's true. That is that that you don't can have that is s- as full as that container is. There's not that that that, that air, air pocket, in the bag. Yep. I I agree. I I just I just I feel can, like yeah. I just feel like they're very overrated. I can agree. While liking them, I can agree that they are overrated. Because I'm sure there's things I like that are extremely mm-hmm. overrated. But I think it's good that you're willing to accept yeah. that, not go, whoa, and you're not digging your heels in here right. on this. Like I said, as a kid, I remember we got we got Pringles and they first came out. Mm-hmm. It was like, holy crap, what a revolutionary idea. It's potato chips in a can. Right. To and- me, it's like the Cleveland Browns this year. Good. <laughs> Nowhere near the level everyone's saying they are. Good. Yeah, not nearly as good as everybody thought they were right. going to be. They're good. They don't meet yeah. the hype. Exactly. I'm with you. I can get behind that. Yeah, okay. All right, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're we're on the same mind mindset on, on Pringles potato chips yeah. today. So uh, you can text or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. Let's uh, dive into what's happening. And it's brought to you by ComWest. They're your technology service partner. They help business owners grow their business. By providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can help you with network support, cybersecurity, PC and server support. They can install a new business phone system for you 
or improve your, surve- your surveillance of your business. You can call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, uh, last night was media night at Allegiant Stadium for Super Bowl 58, and uh, both Kansas City and San Francisco arrived on Sunday. For Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes, it's his third trip to the Super Bowl, and he says despite having the experience of playing in the big game, he still gets nervous. Um, you're always going to have nerves going into the Super Bowl. It's about embracing those nerves, um, understanding that they're going to be there, um, and then going out there and being who you are. Obviously, I'd say my first one was probably the most nervous I've, I've ever been in the Super Bowl. I think now it's just about just going out there and playing the game. Mahomes will score off again. Second-year San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy. Purdy was taken with the last pick of the 2022 draft, and 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan says despite where he was selected, Purdy showed he could play right away. I mean, that was the easiest decision ever just because of how consistent. First of all, he was that way in practice since the day we got him. Uh, he wasn't given a lot of reps. They all picked up as a wimp, but Brock was the most consistent quarterback that I've been around, and it started that way in rookie camp to OTAs to training camp, and that's I felt a certain way. Our players felt a certain way. Super Bowl 58 this Sunday on the Team Sports Network with pregame at noon and kickoff at 4.30 from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The Denver Post reporting the Broncos defensive backs coach Christian Parker is leaving Denver to join the Philadelphia Eagles staff. Parker's been with the Broncos for three seasons after spending two years with Green Bay as a defensive quality control coach. The 32-year-old Parker interviewed for defensive coordinator jobs with Green Bay and New England. will be reunited with former Denver head coach Vic Fangio, who was hired as the Eagles defensive coordinator. Parker produced two all-pro defensive backs this past season and cornerback Patrick Sertay on the second and safety Justin Simmons. Avalanche goalie Alexander Georgiev had another great night against his former team, but Colorado couldn't get the win in losing 2-1 in overtime with the New York Rangers Monday. Georgiev stopped 27 of 29 shots last night after he turned back 42 of 44 shots in Colorado's 3-2 shootout win over the Rangers last season. He was also named the All-Star Weekend's top goalie in the skills competition. All-Star Nathan McKinnon scored the Avs' lone goal as Colorado loses their first game after the All-Star break. Despite the loss... Colorado's 13-3-2 in their last 18 games as they play in New Jersey tonight. Pre-game on the Team Sports Network starts at 5 o'clock. Denver Nuggets coach Michael Malone says they've received calls from other teams about players, but Denver's only listening as the trade deadline approaches. Malone told the Denver Post that he's confident in their current roster and the general manager Calvin Booth isn't looking to make any deals before Thursday's 1 o'clock trade deadline. The 35-15 and 15 Nuggets are off until Thursday when they face LeBron James and the Lakers. Colorado Mesa's Olivia Reed has earned her third Armac Defensive Player of the Week award. Reed was a monster on the glass, recording 35 rebounds last week against Western and Westminster. 24 of those boards came against the Mountaineers, which is the most for Mavs since 2000. Reed also had three blocks against the Griffins, giving her 28 for the year. Mavs head to Regis and UCCS this weekend. Catch both games on the team, CMU Sports Network. And tonight, both Fruit and Monument basketball teams play at Montrose and Southwestern League play a win for both the Wildcat boys and girls will give them the Southwestern League title if they uh, get wins at Montrose tonight. Girls tip it at 5.30, boys at 7 o'clock tonight at Lloyd McMillan Gymnasium in Montrose. And that is a look at what's happening. What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. Call ComWest today, 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, so we have pole dancing today. Top five players you think will impact the Super Bowl. Also, your five favorite snacks can be can be chips. We're leaving wings off. Do we need to put chips in that category too, though? You already have chips on there, so I yeah, guess we I really mean, can't little, do that. That would completely wreck the we'll whole leave thing. chips on. 
Chips stay on the list. Right. Just so I, so I, I have a chip as a delivery vehicle, and I also have a chip solo. Okay. So your favorite mm-hmm. Super Bowl snacks, like um, I love chili cheese dip. Gotta yeah. have, gotta have Fritos. Fritos. You gotta go mm. with Fritos on that. I mean, tortilla will work, but the Frito the scoops, Frito scoops, too, Frito even scoops. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go with Frito scoops. It is the sturdy, reliable delivery mm-hmm. vehicle for a hearty chili cheese dip. Got gotta have the, the appropriate yep. delivery vehicle. Agreed. That's what I wrote. Already on my it's list. It's on there. Yeah, it's on the list. All right, so uh, send that to us today. Uh, right now, though, let's get somebody qualified for the Buffalo Wild Wings big game giveaway this Sunday. All right, so if you've already qualified, please don't text in, all right? Mm-hmm. One qualification per person. It's a table for six and 50 wings at Buffalo Wild Wings and the presence of the Buckeye Boy. Yeah, uh, this Sunday so about at- 38 wings. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You get all the wings. You get all the wings, all 50 wings. So uh, it's for Sunday's big game, Chiefs and the 49ers. And uh, so text in your first name, your last name, and B-dubs right now to 970-242-1340. And then uh, to start things out Thursday morning, we'll announce the winner of the table for six, along with those 50 wings of Buffalo Wild Wings for Sunday's big game, which you can hear right here on the team. Coverage starts at noon. 722, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 725. A little runaways this morning. You got it. Your love of Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch the uh, the biopic? I haven't yet. It's not bad. Not yet. It's okay. I guess it's I not... haven't because it's been out for 10 or 12 years now. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not that I haven't gotten around to it. I just haven't. It's okay. A lot, a lot of movies to get caught up on oh, yeah. in your world. All right. So uh, Avalanche uh, last night uh, taking the loss at the New York Rangers. I think... Once again, Alexander Georgiev kind of demonstrates to us he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty solid back there. He was fantastic last night, but the Avalanche still losing overtime by the score of two to one. And um, you know, Georgiev twenty-seven to twenty-nine shots that he stopped last night. And you know, last year I referenced this in uh, in what's happening, the incredible game he had against his former team, where the Avs won in the shootout where he stopped 42 of 44 shots. He's coming. He's also coming off a pretty good weekend as well, where he was named uh, the top goaltender at the uh, NHL All-Star Weekend. Yeah, had a pretty good showing there. Yeah, not too bad. And and part of that, where he came up with the, uh, he stopped Connor McDavid 9 of 11 times, the one-on-one challenge. That's not easy to do. No, it's not. Nine of last, pretty good. That's a good number. I'll take that. Not too bad, but uh, but the Avalanche fall last night two to one, and as good as Georgiev was, Jonathan Quick, who's probably still better known as being an LA King, but Jonathan Quick now in New York, thirty one of thirty two last night. Nathan McKinnon got the goal for the Avalanche last night, and uh, for Mac, now is at least one point in thirty three of his past thirty four games. 
He was on fire at the All-Star weekend. Had a couple goals in in Team McKinnon's uh, loss, unfortunately, in the three-on-three this past weekend. But uh, Nathan McKinnon continues to tear it up right now. By the way, I was watching the All-Star weekend stuff. As great as McKinnon's been, still lots to talk about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, everybody else. Kucherov, everybody else. See, I'm and I'm oddly okay with that when it comes to hockey. Because fine, don't talk about it. Yeah. You'll you'll end up talking about him in June and into July, and then you'll forget about him again until you get to next April, May, and June. And then you realize that a kid, this dude's still a stud. Yeah, he's still one of the very best players in hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't talk about it. That's fine. That's fine. So we also saw the debut of Zach Parisi last night. Yes. Uh, signed the one-year contract on January 26th. He practiced with the Avs Sunday and then uh, played 11 minutes, 24 seconds, skated mostly with Ryan Johansson and Arturi Lekkanen, had four shot attempts, three on goal. So just trying to get his legs mm-hmm. under him and get acclimated to his his new line mates. Uh, also, the Avs recalled defenseman Sam Malinsky before the game. And uh, Jared Bednar indicated that uh, n- new backup goaltender Eustace Ananen, so Prostatov, eh, he, go. he gone, could start against the Devils tonight. Yeah. I mean, Georgie didn't have the weekend off, you know? No. He went and did the All-Star game and faced Connor McDavid and the whole thing and Probably good to give him a day off. It's a second game of a back-to-back. Probably staying in the same hotel, I'm guessing, with the Devils just across the river. But still, probably a good get him off his feet. Went to overtime last night. Give a day off. I'm all right with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give it. This is totally up to me. Uh, Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, probably a good idea to give him a day off. And you want to start giving Annan some reps to see what you got? Is he really going to be the guy that you feel comfortable with backing up Alexander Georgiev? Yeah. Pavel Franzos ain't coming over that hill. Done for the season. Again. So you, you have to rely on the way. Prostatov has not been the answer. Is Annan in the answer? We don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it remains to be seen because Georgie plays a lot, right? So kind of speaks to what you're saying about the fact that you got to find out what you have because this load for Georgie is just not sustainable much deeper into the season. I know we talk with Connor McGahee every once in a while. He's like, hey, Georgie, Georgie wants to play this much. Well, that's great, but sometimes the player is not always the best indicator of the load he can carry because the player is going to be like, yeah, I can do it all. You need, you need 60 minutes, five games in seven days, I'm your guy. Sometimes it's up to the coach to be like, eh, you know what? You go ahead and you just sit right here for tonight. Yeah, sometimes you somebody has to be the grown-up, the, the, vo- the voice of reason, yeah. the adult in the room, and, and making a decision that as much as you want to play, we, we need you. We appreciate that. We need you for the Stanley Cup laughs. Yes. We need you healthy and ready to go for that. You are way more important to us three, four months from now than you are playing every single game right now. Absolutely. 
So uh, Avalanche at the Devils tonight. Pre-game at 5 for that one on the Team Sports Network. We're the Devils! The Devils. Well, uh, well David Putty show up yeah. along with uh, Kramer. Is it Elaine, J- right? He D- was dating Elaine? Yeah, David Putty was uh, yeah Elaine Bennis' longtime beau. Patrick and- Warburton. Love it. Who was uh, great as the Tick? It was fantastic. I loved that original Tick. The, the Tick was so great. good. The Tick was great with him. All right, so move on from uh, the Avalanche to the Nuggets. Nuggets with a kind of a th- rare three days off here mm-hmm. before they take on the Lakers coming up on Thursday, and so the trade deadline's one o'clock on Thursday. And Michael Malone, in talking with the Denver Post, said, "Yeah, we're getting calls. Calvin Booth, GM's getting a lot of calls. We're not making calls." We like our roster. We like where we're at. And feels confident that the bench, the way it's developed with Peyton Watson, with Christian Brown, with Reggie Jackson as that that backup point guard, that he likes the progress that they've made. And so they don't feel the necessity at this point in time to go out and look for anybody else. According to Malone, in talking with The Post, Calvin and his staff, I'm sure, are fielding phone calls, but I can't imagine we're actively calling many teams right now. Are we satisfied? No. But I think you always have to be responsible enough to look within and say, hey, can we do anything that makes us better? That's always a question you have to ask. But knowing Calvin and the brief conversations we've had, there's nothing where Calvin's on the phone burning up the phone lines to 29 other teams. Because we have a tremendous starting unit. and We have some guys on our bench that are young and developing, and we have the chance to have really good players for years to come. So it may not be perfect right now. Mm -hmm. He may not be getting everything he wants from his bench right now, but he sees improvement, the improvement Peyton Watson's made, what Christian Brown did in the playoffs last year, what he's done this year. Reggie Jackson's got more playing time, and it's paid off. And so there are a lot of good things about this team. Still got a veteran guy in DeAndre Jordan. Can give you some min- minutes off the bench backing up Nikola Jokic. I keep forgetting he's on the team. Yeah. Zeke Naji. I mean, they're – but the young guys – Watson and Brown in particular are the guys that when Michael Malone talks about it, that's that's the future of the bench of this team moving forward. Young guys, players, you know, under contract that are developing and the way Peyton Watson's offensive game is developed is extremely encouraging for the Nuggets to go along with just the job that he does defensively. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's to me, it's kind of like the Georgie thing, right? Like, you can make a move now to do what? What is a move going to do for you right now? You're, you're So you're fourth in the Western Conference. You are one loss behind Oklahoma City. You're a half game out. So there's four teams all within a game, a half game of each other, depending on how you slice it. Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Clippers, Denver. Okay, so you get home court advantage. If it works, if it disrupts the chemistry, if it screws up the rotation, if whoever you get is not as effective as he was in his previous place. He's got a lot of changes in his life too. There's no one out there right now that the Nuggets could go bring in that's realistic. I get it. We'd love to have the Greek freak or... You know, Dame or anybody that's realistic. That's not, yeah, that's not going to happen. Is not going to do for this team any better than what they have going right now. Absolutely. They're the defending champs. Again, like Georgie, 
having the night off tonight against New Jersey, possibly, is not... Sometimes you got to play May, June, July games in February. And that's what not really doing much at the trade deadline for the Nuggets would do. Yeah, right now, what who are you going to go out and get that's going to fit in that's that, that realistically you can get without giving up? Do you really want to give up Christian Brown or Peyton Watson? I don't think you do. Not at this point in time. Right. Not unless you get an upgrade that you can you have team control under for longer, which I don't I don't know what what's out there for that. And what are you getting in the upgrade? Are you looking for more scoring? You don't need really more scoring. If you get better defense, you don't need more scoring. It's stupid simple how that works out. So I don't there's not really a move out there. I haven't heard the Nuggets in the rumor mill very much other than yeah, maybe this guy here or this most guy most reports have been the nuggets are going to be very very quiet mm-hmm. when it when it comes to the trade deadline right now they could make a move they could surprise us but i don't think the top eight guys are doing are really going anywhere you know is christian brown had as good a season this year as last year probably not But is there a whole season's worth of film now on Christian Brown that other yeah. teams are using? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think in the case of Christian Brown, you've you've liked what you've seen so far mm-hmm. from Michael Malone. And you're gonna you're gonna ride with him, particularly on the defensive end. And remember the other night how Malone was was going on about the job that Christian Brown did defensively. I just think that, like he said, I don't care if he scores more than two points. We don't need him out there for that. Right. We don't need him to be the scorer that he was at Kansas. No, because they they get plenty of points. They have plenty of offense. And for Christian Brown, now is the time for him to make that next adjustment. He came in. He played his game. The league had to adjust to him. Now there's 130-some games worth of tape on Christian Brown about how you can attack him defensively where his deficiencies may lie, where his strong suits are. Now he's got to make those adjustments for himself. Is his year as good this year as it was last year? No, probably not. No, probably not. But also, you know, there are 30 teams worth of players that are really good at basketball and that have coaching staffs and film and breakdowns. So now it's Christian Brown. It's time for him to get a little better. And Michael Malone wants him to focus on one area. Yep. Defend, defend, defend. Yeah. I don't, I don't care how much you score. That's, I mean, basically, that's the Malone quote the other day. I don't care how much he scores. Mm-hmm. We need him to be really good on that end. And his offensive numbers are up. Yeah. But that's not what he's here for. Exactly. You know, maybe it's been a little bit inconsistent at times. Mm-hmm. A little more inconsistent than, than, than last year, but still. There, yeah, there, there really isn't a, a need we go, Nuggets got to do something here. Right. The bench has gotten better as time's gone along. That was the initial concern, particularly losing losing Bruce Bowen. And they've they've been just fine. Bruce Brown, excuse me, Bowen. Bruce Brown. Yeah, there's not anybody there that's like, man, there's a, that's just a big gaping hole of need. Now, they, there's things that, there's a wish list, right? Sure. There's you, you still wish you had Bruce Brown. Yeah. You're still 35 and 16. And you're still right there near the top of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. All right, 739. And uh, Wyatt Thompson coming up in just a moment, our college basketball insider. 
It's time for Soundcheck. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. We all know the NFL is fixed and that they decide at Park Avenue how the season's going to play out before it even starts. We all know that. You know who also knows that? Marshall Manning, Peyton's son, after Eli beat Peyton at the Pro Bowl games. They flies in the team skills competitions. And the points they gained there starting Thursday through Sunday. Enough to help Eli get the better. Of Peyton once again. Scripted. I love it. One, I love Eli calling him. What's up, punk? Uh, underrated uncle move right there. Yeah, that's really good. What's up, punk? You know, rest won the game. It's script. scripted. All right, little Manning family feud there at yep. the, the Pro Bowl. Best part of the Pro Bowl, by the way. Probably uh, was that little trash talk. Probably that right there. 740 Wyatt Thompson, uh, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats for College Basketball Insider, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. I'm Libby Pelletier in the News Center. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking college basketball with the team's insider, Wyatt Thompson. On the Jim Davis Show. With us right now on the team line, voice of State Wildcats, our college basketball insider, Wyatt Thompson. Good morning, Wyatt. How are you, my friend? Well, a little sleep deprived, but I feel really good after last night's big win. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm doing just fine. How about you, buddy? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, late night. To, look, we're we're at that stage of our lives where um, I don't know if you're in the same place. Uh, I don't always get a great night's sleep. How do you how do you bounce back from it? What's the, what's the secret? I, I could use a little help on that. Well, I don't know that I have any secrets, and it's a great subject. I think I, I hope it is for the listeners, like it would be for us, because. The older I get, the harder it is to wind down after games. Is that what you're describing? Is that oh, what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It takes me yeah. forever to go back yeah. to sleep or go to yeah, sleep. We had, a, we had an overtime game here against uh, Kansas in the Dylan Sunflower Showdown rivalry last night. and I mean, we, we literally walked in the door at the house as, as the clock went from 11.59 to midnight, and I didn't, still didn't go to bed till probably 2.30. <laughs> and I don't think I slept very good after that. And then I was up. I literally walked in the door at work this morning at about uh, 7.10. So it was a short night, but it was all worth it. Oh, absolutely. We're, of course, uh, the, yeah. the Kansas State Wildcats knocking off the fourth-ranked uh, Jayhawks, 75-70 to 70 last night. Uh, a huge win. And you think for Kansas, you know, they, they had Kelvin Sampson. They had a feisty Houston Cougars basketball team on Saturday. And people are thinking, okay, yeah. the newcomer to the conference is going to take down one of the, the the grandpappies of the conference that didn't happen on Saturday, and then last night to show you where the the Big Twelve is, how competitive is Kansas State knocks off the Jayhawks last night by five. That's so perfectly said too, because you go back a couple of weeks, think about how bad K State lost at, at Houston. They were down eleven nothing to start. They lost seventy three fifty three, and I. I've done Division One play-by-play since 1989, and I don't think I've ever called a game where it was so hard to make a shot every time in one single game. I mean, they were as good defensively as I had seen. And then they go to KU Saturday, 
and KU shoots 68.9%. I don't know how you explain that other than you just say the obvious, what you just said. It's the Big 12. You know, I mean, it's different every night. And it's it's from top to bottom, it, it's probably as as competitive as it's ever been. Now, I don't think we have any any team or two that has what you would call a superstar kind of talent, you know, like a maybe a lottery pick. Maybe I'm missing somebody, but every team is just I mean, even look at UCF, man. Nobody thought they were going to be any good at all. Maybe win two or three league games. They've beaten Kansas at home and and you know, I mean, beat Texas at home. It's just nuts. It's it's wild. And last night's game uh, for for your Wildcats, uh, Tyler Perry, 26 points, but Cam Carter had the big game, double-double last night, 19 points, 11 rebounds for Cam Carter. I'm so proud of Cam because, you know, last year his role was so uniquely different, playing two guard um, alongside Marquise Noel, who was clearly the, the leader and the focal point. And, and Cam probably, if I'm being honest, was probably about option number four or five most nights. But since uh, last season ended, I think he took it upon himself to try to become a lot more like Marquise. And what I mean by that is he, he's never going to be the same guy, you know, talent-wise, but but trying to be a more of a vocal leader and a, and a leader, period, and and the first guy in the gym and the last guy to leave, whether it's game day or practice and those kind of things. And he's such a, a talented young guy, and, and I, I really believe he's one of the four or five most improved players in our league. He's done a really good job. and he I don't think they win last night without him. He, K-State beat them on the boards, and that's hard to do. Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, our college basketball insider, uh, running on fumes this morning. I imagine a little, caf- a little caffeine going uh, for you this morning, probably, Wyatt. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, but, but that's pretty typical for me anyway. I, I I hit the coffee pretty hard till about eh, 10-ish in the morning, and then I, I get away from it because it probably isn't all that good for you. My mother used to drink it from the time she got up oh. in the morning till the time she went to bed at night, and I, I, I've i never been able to do that. I, my old man, my dad, I swear, if we would have yeah. had camelbacks back then, he would have had a, a, a camelback of coffee all day long. That guy drank. <laughs> my, my dad... Uh, he would drink coffee like 1130 at night. I mean, he would just, wow. he loved coffee. Um, yeah. And I drink tea. So I guess I did not, that did not rub off on me from, from my dad. <laughs> uh, I got to ask you about the article that I saw in The Athletic about the Big okay. 12. I don't know if you've seen this article or not. Um, 2024 NCAA Tournament Bubble Watch. Did the Big 12 game the system? And some of this comes from Terrence Oglesby, uh, who uh, has uh, has his... Uh, own the Field of 68 site that he does. And he he said, I, I caught a lot of crap for saying I thought the Big 12 had gamed the system. These aren't baseless claims. I don't think the league is as good as it's been this season. The reason they haven't played anyone at all during the non-conference. And so he, he goes on and, and says, look, if you look at who they play in the non-conference, the conference in total, it hasn't been very impressive. What's your in- initial reaction to Oglesby's comments about the Big 12. That's a really interesting take. I have not seen it, but but thank you for the heads up. I will I will try to take a look at that. And and I'll I'll be blunt here. I I think you could probably look at it and in some cases say that there's some legitimacy to it. Now, 
I don't think with, as an example, the team K-State beat last night in Kansas that you can say that because they've played Kentucky, Marquette, Tennessee, UConn, and then into the league. And, I, I mean, I know Missouri's not very good this year, but, but they've also played Missouri. They've played Indiana. Uh, that's a relatively quality schedule, Okay. Now let's let's maybe take somebody else. And I again, I'm not picking on anyone necessarily, but and I think there is something too, if I'm being honest, the, the scheduling um, and and how you are judged, whether it's the net or whatever. Um, let, let me try to pull up, uh, and I hope nobody thinks I'm picking on Iowa State, but uh, let, let's look at some of Iowa State's. Uh, uh, non-con schedule, okay? Green Bay, Linwood, Idaho State, Grambling, VCU, Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, DePaul, Iowa, Prairie View, Florida A&M, Eastern Illinois, New Hampshire. I'm not sure how tough you think that is, but now let's let's do this, okay? Let me call this one up. Let me get uh, to the net rankings here. And Iowa State is going to be quite a bit higher than you think. They are 10th in the net this morning, okay? Uh, they are 3-4 and four in quad one wins, though, and 2-1 and one against quad two, 9-0 and oh against quad four, 2-0 and oh against quad three. How do you, I'll just ask you, how do you judge Iowa State based on those numbers? <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He, uh, he makes the point. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying, I agree with them all the way through. Sure. But it is an interesting thought because some of these metrics, and I think the reason I picked Iowa State, if I'm being honest with you, is that I think a lot of times these these teams are judged by what is called offensive and defensive efficiency. And when you blow people out, that's a that that helps you in the system. Yeah, that that and never goes up. And I don't necessarily up, yeah. think that's the right way to judge it. I, I, I'm just being honest about that. I don't I don't think that's exactly the right way to do it. Sure. And in this article, it talks about Kansas, Houston, and Baylor played yep. good non conference schedules. Nobody, as you referenced, you know, with, with Kansas in particular, but that's where you know Iowa State comes in or BYU, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech, and TCU. Which in this article they say all of which are ranked in the top. 36 of the net and top 32 of the Ken Palm as of yesterday morning that the average net non-conference strength of schedule is 292. There are 362 Division I teams this season. And so those those schools that I referenced, those last ones, you know, that that, that, that tends to have an impact on, 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 these, on these rankings and their non-conference schedule, like you said, with Iowa State, not, not particularly impressive. And... Right. And we're talking about a, a Big Twelve that could could have you know multiple teams make the NCAA basketball tournament, and yeah. so now the question becomes: as as much as the conference wants to pride itself on being the best, and we've talked about we you know the Big Twelve is the best conference in college basketball right now. Uh-huh. You look at some of those numbers. Why some of those other things we just talked about? Does that how much does it drop it down from being the top, or is it still the top conference in your mind? I mean, it's. Obviously, you're you're flying the flag for the Big Twelve uh, with sure. Kansas State, but yeah. does do those do those numbers impact how people should feel about the Big Twelve? 
Well, you could, if I'm going to be blunt and honest about this, I think you could argue this all day long, both sides, okay? And as they say, proof is in the pudding, and they're going to be judged at the end of the day about how they do in March, right? Um, Let's take a little quicker, different angle here. Uh, My uh, beloved Rams of Colorado State, 28th in the net this morning, okay? 15-5 15-5 and five overall record. Now, here's their breakdown. 4-4 four and four against quad one. Think about that. Mountain West, considered mid-major-ish. Right. I don't necessarily see it that way. They've played eight games and have been 500 against quad one. They should be ranked like that. They're also 3-0 and oh in quad two games. And five and one in quad three. They've only played three quad four games. You, I'm not too sure they shouldn't be higher than 28. Fair? No, I think it's fair. Absolutely. Because yeah. of that with that yeah. non-conference schedule they played. Yeah. It, it's just, I know the the quad one. I put a lot of right or wrong. I put a lot of emphasis on the quad one because, you know, generally speaking, especially with these they. I always still say the power five with football, but there, a lot of people call it power six in basketball. Okay, whatever. Either way, um, you're going to have more opportunities is the point, and that's why I try to notice those teams like Colorado State, and, and, and there are, trust me, you know this, there are others in that Mountain West League that are every bit as good or pretty darn close to what CSU is like. I mean, New Mexico, and you, you could name, what, four or five teams. Um, uh, so I think most people are thinking they're, they're going to get four or five in, don't you? And I think they deserve it. I guess, I guess I'm rambling a bit to say this. I think we are dealing with a system that is difficult to judge. There are a lot of things out there. And I just wonder how much of this stuff that they really use when they get into the room and get ready for selection Sunday. I don't think they use as much of it as you think they do. All right, Wyatt. I always love the insight, love the opinion. Thank you so much. Get some sleep at some point, okay? <laughs> oh, I definitely will. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate <laughs> it. Don't take a nap later on today. Wyatt, I appreciate it. Thank go. you so much, my friend. Yes, sir. You bet. Anytime. All right, Wyatt Thompson, Voice Can't Stay Wildcats. Good stuff. But the... Uh, as per usual. As per usual from one Wyatt Thompson. All right, 7.57, we'll take a break. Uh, we're probably... Let's go We... Do we qual? We happen. We have a qualifier, correct? Yes, we do. Okay, very good. So we have a qualifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler is on the list for B Dubs that will draw okay. out on Thursday. You just made the list. All right, we'll draw another qualifier next hour, and we'll also do one in the nine o'clock hour as well. Uh, coming up next hour around the NFL, plus your chance to win with uh, Triple Play Record Stadium. So I have to correct myself. Mesa Theater. It's a. It's their putting green, not a driving range. <laughs> At, at Mesa Theater on Mondays. Uh, the registration starts at 6.30 for that. Hour two coming up next.